Bellini, and my sense of smell is a blessing and a curse. Hi, I'm Jessica, and I just recently spent an evening in the loony bin. <laughs> Can't read that without laughing. And this is Raised Wrong, a podcast about our problems, your problems, and problematic things in general. Hello, <laughs> Patriots. <laughs> it's a great day in America. Oh, my God. God bless America. So anyway, boy, have I got a story for you. But I honestly think Jeannie should start off because I want to I want to back clean up on this one. I should, too, because you're really probably going to uh, not just one up yeah. me, but several up tw- me. 21 up least. you. Okay. I mean, my story is very exciting because it involves... Um, death, actually. Wow. Okay. I'll just get into it. Um, wow. Sorry. Um, I feel very, I just got back from the hair salon. My head is tired. (laughs) It really is. I feel like my head gets tired. I'm sorry, but every time you say hair salon, and I know that's the right word. I know it is. It just sounds so old fashioned to me. The salon. It is. And actually it's technically called a barbershop. So I don't know why. That's even worse. I don't know why I've missed gendered my hair place <laughs> rude um is there any word besides barbershop and hair salon for a place where one does their hair S- stylist uh, cuttery? cuttery hair cuttery, <laughs> hair cuttery. <laughs> yay old cuttery um i don't know we'll work on that i'll okay. think about it we'll i'll come up with a new some, word some ideas sure we'll circle back all right so i'm gonna talk about my sense of smell so that we can get to your story but basically okay. last weekend i went out the back door and there's like a little deck there and i go out there when i need to take out the trash or the recycling mm. i was walking back into the house and something stopped me in my tracks it was a smell it did not smell good mm. and i was immediately horrified because i'm like this is wrong this is bad this isn't just (laughs) this isn't just a bad smell this is a very bad smell yeah and then i like lost it like it was like there and then it was gone just like a ghost you know like a little bloodhound sniffing around the (laughs) (laughs) that's me so looks so cute um at that time matt was grocery shopping and then as soon as he got home i was like you need to come out here right now there is a smell (laughs) (laughs) Like, I was so worked up already because I was like, I don't know what it is. I can't figure it out, you know. And so he came out. Or actually what he said was, can I please put the groceries away first? And I was like, I guess. (laughs) Like, this was so urgent to me. Yeah, this is an emergency smell. It it was an emergency. And so he put the groceries away, I guess. And then I, like, made him, I dragged him out, you know, by the sleeve of his shirt. And I was like, look, do you smell it? And he was like, no. (laughs) And I was like, honestly, at this moment, neither can I. But I swear to you. You. Uh, it, it exists mm-hmm. and we will get to the bottom of this and then later I went back outside again several hours later and I was like I smell it again it's in like the same spot like it's like when I walk past a certain spot on the deck I smell this thing and it's terrible and I brought him back out and he was like maybe <laughs> you know like he's like I don't know <laughs> I think it's just something in the air and I'm like no that doesn't make sense because the air is everywhere and the smell is only mm-hmm. on the deck for some reason so he's like I <laughs> I don't know like people are doing gardening it might be like you know kind of like manure sort of smell I'm like no I don't think that like yeah. I don't think the neighbors across the street in the front of the house is like getting back here you know mm-hmm. so anyways he like agreed to humor me and investigate and he like went into the yard and kind of tried to look under the deck but there's like latticing around it so you can't really see anything and mm-hmm. he's like shining his iPhone flashlight and it's like broad daylight and I'm like can is that helping at all can you see anything he was like no not really <laughs> So we we gave up, and I was like, I just really think there's something wrong, and like I feel like there's more flies around here than normal. Like something is up. Right. And we also have plans to have people come over and eat food on the deck the very 
Oh no, I think two two days later. So I was like, this oh. this isn't gonna work, you know. Yeah. So then I went into the basement. I was doing laundry, and there's like one of those little scary basement windows mm-hmm. right above like the kind of basement utility sink, and I can't see up there because I'm four feet tall. So I got a stool and I got up <laughs> on it, and I like peered in the window, and I kind of looked, and then I very much startled myself because right in front of my eyes it was like I was looking kind of in the distance through the window and like Mm. there was a possum right against the window Mm, like four inches from where my face is and I was like oh god I didn't realize at first what it was but I was pretty sure and I was like fuck Mm -hmm. this is now we have to deal with this so gross this is terrible yeah I like went and I was like Matt bad news about your possum Matt (laughs) he didn't make it So anyways, now we know that the smell did exist. It was a dead possum. I'm not even going to get Mm. into the the removal of it because it was too horrifying a tale, but we did it ourselves. Uh, I kind of want to know it. Okay, well, first I called a bunch of numbers because I was like... Just any old numbers? (laughs) Surely. It's like, hello, this is Domino's Pizza. Possum. And nothing. Oh, wow. No possum experts. No one would help you with a possum. (laughs) No one would help me. Super rude. Because Matt was like, I'll deal with it. And I'm like, I would love nothing more in the world than for you to not deal with this because I can't even explain how stressed out it makes me just thinking about you doing it, even though it's not me you know right like right, I still I have it. to live with you yeah. I don't know if I can ever touch you again <laughs> possum blood on your hands <laughs> and he agreed I was like look look there are people that do this like I googled yeah. it you know it's like people r- removing dead animals this is a job you know there's someone can you imagine if that was your job uh, well I kind of can now <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he was like, yes, I'm into this idea. I would definitely spend money on having this done. And I was like, great, I would too. Yeah. Anyways, none of the dead animal experts ever called me back. I called wow. like seven different things. Wow. Nothing. I talked to one man on the phone the next morning. I woke up at like 6.45 in the a.m. Just mm-hmm. in the a.m. Just to, because <laughs> I was so like anxious about this problem. Mm-hmm. And I finally actually got like a hold of one person and he was like all right all right let's see like next appointment uh <laughs> next saturday and i was like oh, oh i shall uh, that will not work because well, that's a real easy job then if you just wait till everything decomposes <laughs> yeah oh god so close oh god he's like oh that's not gonna work i'm like no no see like another week i think would be much worse <laughs> you know, like like the reason i know it's there is because it's started to smell and i right. can't i don't even want i don't even want to think about what it would be like a week from now like and also <laughs> So Matt would not allow You'll that. You'll have to move. Yeah, we would have to move. But uh, he was like, all right, well, I'll let you know um, if anyone, like if any appointments cancel. And I was like, oh, like the animals come back to life. <laughs> I'm like, why did someone cancel? <laughs> so we had a dead possum, but he looks like he left. <laughs> I guess he was just sleeping. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so it, it became clear that this was, we were going to have to do this. And by we, I mean Matt. And he figured out that like we could actually open that little basement window, but like it opens to the inside and it's like on a hinge. So mm. I actually had to help and hold it because oh, he would not have been able to so do it. So disgusting. Yeah. So we're wearing like hazmat. 10 masks each. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she <laughs> has a beekeeper's, a beekeeper's uniform on. <laughs> oh my God. I wish I had some sort of jumpsuit for this. Yeah. So as I said, there's a utility sink below the window and Matt got like a box and like a, I bought some like the really big heavy duty black trash bags and we put 
like kind of lined the box with one of the bags Mm -hmm. and Matt got a shovel and I Mm -hmm. stood on a stool holding the window open. It was horrible. You could Mm. definitely smell it much better when you're right up <laughs> up in it you know even through a hundred masks and yeah. oh you know what that says to me what masks don't work masks, masks don't, don't work, work because wow. if you wear 10 Pokes. masks smell part <laughs> did you know that did you know that the dead smell particles are actually smaller or i mean larger than covid19 if dead possum smell particles can get through 10 masks and Jeannie, what do you think covid19 can do oh my god what do you think well, yeah. I mean, it's if it were real, I, yeah. I would be if COVID nineteen were real, <laughs> masks if it wouldn't existed. <laughs> yes. So the the COVID uh, smell particles were <laughs> getting through my mask. I I had my head turned like as far to the side as I could because I did not want to see what was happening. I love this visual in my brain. Fortunately, didn't fall off of the stool. And Matt was, you know, manning the shovel. And all I know is that as soon as we opened the window and he started trying to trying to get it, get that sucker with the shovel, he was like, "Oh God! Oh God! Oh my God! Oh, <laughs> not in the Matt. good way. It was the no. bad oh, kind. God. Um, I'm gonna pause him. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> oh god i love that anyways i don't know how long it took it felt like way too long but it was probably you know 45 seconds and got it in the bag a lifetime squeezed it tied it up put it in another bag put it in a third bag <laughs> both of us trying not to like throw up in our masks oh my god and then uh some sort of municipal service uh was able to actually pick it up so that we didn't have to figure out how to dispose of it because oh. someone was like don't you put it in the trash i'm like fuck oh. no we're not put in the trash because no. then it's still fucking there <laughs> i don't want it right you can't have that in your life no so matt made a little sign for it it was like dead possum inside uh, <laughs> because he was afraid that someone like walking by the house like at the curb would like see a bundle of black trash bags and be like "Ooh, what's in here <laughs> like dumpster <laughs> Must be <diving>. something good <laughs> And so it goes, and the possum is gone, and we will miss him. And oh, R.I.P. But you know what? The smell lived on for several days. Oh, I and bet it did. We we did indeed have to cancel those outside dinner plans. But, I bet you did. I'm so sorry for that. But yeah, that you know what? I've I've said too much. I was going to say this reminds me of a story in which um, someone thought that I was a dead body. But <laughs> save that. Save put that. a pin in that. I'm going to put a pin in that. Put a pin okay? in that. Okay. All right. I love that though. That's a good story. Anyways, tell me about what you've been up to for the last 48 hours. Oh or so. wow. Okay, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want to preface this. I need. There's a few uh, things I need to say first before I tell the story. Uh-huh. My first thing is. I want everyone to know that I take these issues very seriously. However, I'm Mm -hmm. going to spend the next 15 minutes laughing at it. I will be solemn out of respect. Okay, you be... (laughs) Jeannie Jeannie will be be solemn, and I will be an absolute laugh factory. No, what I'm really saying is that... Trigger warning. (laughs) (laughs) I am literally... This is what I'm trying to say is trigger warning. I'm about to tell a trigger story that might trigger you. And it's about me. So I'm allowed to laugh and I'm allowed to make fun of myself. In fact, making fun of myself is my very favorite thing to do. So let's let's circle back. <laughs> you want to circle back? I Are circle we circling back, back now? Yeah, we're okay. circling. No, I'm just kidding. We're not circling back. Okay. Let's go back in time to, yes. oh, I don't know. The summer no. of love. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 
I, we all know, like we've talked at length about all of my mental problems on this podcast and Indeed. I talk about them mm-hmm. all the time. And we have talked about me going to therapy for a hundred years. We've talked about, I believe one of our first episodes was sponsored, fake sponsored by my medication I take from my psychiatrist. <laughs> oh, that's true. So, you know, and, and, and I think even when we talked in our, our earlier podcast about my drugs I was taking and they're working really well. And honestly, they have worked really well mm-hmm. and I love it. But... Every once in a while, I'm not going to lie, absolutely doesn't work very well. And I think now I will say, okay, so when I brought, remember I have that baby, same baby. I'm talking about the same baby from before. Oh, you still have that. Okay. Yeah, the same one. Um, So I took this baby, the one I talked about before, Mm -hmm. to a pediatrician. When I was at the pediatrician, they gave me, you know, because like he was, I don't remember, it was like his two-month appointment or whatever. And this is, I mean, this is going to be the longest story ever if I'm starting it like this. So you go in, since it's COVID, they have all your paperwork in there already. And one of the papers they had for me at the two-month appointment was a postpartum depression survey. And I was like, I was mm-hmm. like, huh, I don't need this. I don't need this. And when the doc, because I mm-hmm. as famously did not give birth to this baby and was not pregnant. Mm-hmm. So although I did have postpartum depression with my other two kids. Mm-hmm. So doctor comes in and I was like, do I really need to fill this out? And she's like, yeah, you do because, you know, adoptive parents have the same issues. And I'm like, okay, science. And I didn't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) And I filled it out for her pleasure. And she looked at it and she's like, oh, it's kind of borderline. I'm like, really? Because I just put like how I normally feel. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, honestly, that's a baseline for me. Uh And she was like, okay, well, you know, just keep an eye on it. I'm like, okay. So I didn't. And And, and, you know, as things progress, I feel like in the last couple of weeks, I've just been kind of bummed out and I was really kind of depressed. And Ginny can attest to this because I actually canceled one of our podcast recordings. Yeah, I was furious. Yeah, she was so mad. She canceled me, actually. She canceled me. Sad. Uh, You canceled on me? I'm going to cancel on you. (laughs) It was like retaliatory canceling. So Mm. anyway, I, you know, it was like five, like about a week ago, I guess we were supposed to record this podcast. And I was like, you know, Ginny, I really don't want Mm -hmm. to. I do not feel funny. And that's horrifying for anybody who knows me to hear because we know that actually I'm funny all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't feel funny. Yeah, it's almost like I almost feel like you're lying to me because I know that you're always funny. Yeah, I probably was. I actually was probably hilarious, but I didn't feel hilarious. You probably were. You were probably like going like to a, I don't know, going on a boat or something. Yeah. Like you wanted to <laughs> party on a boat. Exactly. I was lying to you. <laughs> I'll just tell Jeannie I'm not funny right now. Yeah. <laughs> she'll, she'll buy she'll it. She'll never know. She's I'm going to this party stupid. she's not invited to, so I'm just going to tell her I'm not funny today. <laughs> so, you know, I wasn't funny and I didn't feel funny and I felt really sad. And then for a few days, I was just kind of bummed like really bummed like the kind of sad where like I would just cry for no reason I don't even know why like if you asked me why I was crying I'm like I don't know I'm just crying like and you know and my husband did ask me several times and that was exactly my answer and then okay I'm sorry is this not how you're supposed to be because I feel like this is also <laughs> no, my you're baseline. not supposed to be this way and I will say that this was my baseline before I started taking my drugs and that's why it was kind of weird yeah and I remember thinking like well maybe I should call my psychiatrist because I feel kind of like I did when I rolled into her office absolutely out of my mind when I first met her mm-hmm. um and I don't like that for me but I was like well you know it probably will pass or whatever so it didn't and then mm-hmm. <laughs> In fact, it got worse. And so then... I mean, like, most problems do go away if you ignore them, but it's strange that this one did not. Right. So I was really sad, but then the problem with me is I don't just get really sad, but I also get really anxious. And so I would jump between being like super depressed and crying to like having racing thoughts like really like you can't I can't Mm. this is very hard to explain unless you've experienced this but Mm -hmm. it's just like I, I couldn't really concentrate on anything. I didn't remember what I was even doing like I think one the only example I can think of because I don't remember shit is that <laughs> 
Because <laughs> uh, my son had a bunch of toys out and I apparently I put them away, but apparently I didn't remember that. I thought he did. And my husband's like, no, you did that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I did that. Like then that happened several times. I'd be like, I did that. I, I did that thing. I talked to that person. I had no memory of this. So that's how my brain yeah, was. Yeah, for a person who doesn't drink alcohol, that is unusual. Yes. You know what? That's, that's actually <laughs> very true. So I wasn't remembering anything. I was mostly functioning okay. I was like talking to my friends as I talked to them generally, maybe a little less talkative. And then I felt very disconnected from myself, which is something people have. And I can't remember the name of it because obviously I don't remember anything anymore. Oh, was it mm-hmm. like depersonalization or something? I don't know. Anyway, the term is is not important. But the point is I've had this before where like mm. I feel, I, I don't know. I just feel like my brain is somewhere else than where my body is, which probably explains why I couldn't remember what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Very bad feeling. And then it would like, so I'd feel like that for a while. Then I'd be like super depressed and crying. And I am telling you this, ladies and gentlemen, because... I think it's important to talk about. And for a while, I wasn't going to tell this story. Mm-hmm. But then I told Jeannie the whole thing yesterday, and it was hilarious. So that's basically why I'm doing it. But also, yeah. it gets funnier. Don't worry. I was like, Jessica, this is comedy gold. Yeah, <laughs> it gets funnier. Do it for the people. <laughs> I do, You know what? I'll do anything for my people. Absolutely. But I do think it's important to say because a lot of people have problems like this, and then they don't get help or you know they don't do anything. And I, I yeah. certainly haven't always gotten help myself. I'll say I've only gotten help like twice, and I probably should have like eight thousand times. Exactly, I should have been in a. They should have like rolled me out of the hospital at birth rate into a shrink's office and been like, "This one's gonna be a fucking mess." <laughs> Let's start now. Um, but it took me a while. So anyway. So I'm feeling very bad and I'm very much out of it. And I think the problem is like, it's very hard to articulate the problem. And when that's, I love articulating things. And when I can't, I just say nothing because I'm like, I don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I was having a particularly bad moment. We were watching TV and I should start out by saying that some people in life, (laughs) Mm -hmm. there are people who exist in this life who have careers or like careers. What is that? (laughs) Yeah, okay. First of all, Jeannie and I don't exactly know what a career is, but (laughs) I looked it up. That's like a thing in elementary school, right? Where you dress up as a thing. (laughs) We Googled career earlier, and apparently it's when you have a job that you do all the time. (laughs) Oh, God. And you get money for it. You get money for it. Yeah. (laughs) Jeannie and I don't know about that, but you can Google it on your own time. It's not really a big part of my story. So apparently, some people have careers and obligations where they have to take you to the loony bin if you're crazy. I really didn't know where you were going with this career thing. Like, okay, okay, okay. okay. Well, like, you know, like, okay, so when I worked at the YMCA as a fitness instructor, I had to take this entire class as a, and become a mandated reporter because YMCA mm. makes you do that. Really? Yeah. And so, like, if I, you know, and this is very strange because, like, I'm teaching, like, adult fitness classes and I'm learning, like, if I see a child with a black eye, I need to, like... <laughs> report I'm like I don't see any children first of all we're doing like Zumba I don't know what the fuck you're talking about so okay so circling back I have a friend I'm not going to name him who's a police officer and it turns out that one of those careers Mm -hmm. is being a police officer Mm. (laughs) where like if you for example tell your friend something Mm. about how you're feeling and it's really bad. Mm-hmm. Your police officer friend can't just like say, oh, that's fine. You'll be fine tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is why I'm not friends with yeah, police honestly. officers. <laughs> <laughs> you can be, but like, don't be too crazy around them. I choose friends who only do not have careers. <laughs> that's mostly. true. That's very good. Then you'll never find yourself <laughs> in this situation. Sorry, go on. <laughs> so anyway, 
And <laughs> so anyway, without giving away too much information, because I don't want to hashtag trigger anybody too badly. I had a conversation with a friend of mine who's a police officer that mm-hmm. made him alarmed, not only as a friend to me, but as a police officer towards me. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he wanted to talk to me about it. And he sold it like, I just want to talk to you about this. Now, looking back, I believe it to be a trap. And he said, let's talk about this. So we were standing outside at night. I did not appear to be wearing pants. I was wearing pants. I had on, you guessed it, a giant hoodie and Mm -hmm. tiny little horror shorts that I wear all the time. (laughs) And so I did look absolutely half nude and I'm sitting in a parking lot speaking to my friend and he is asking me very pointed questions about how I'm feeling. And he's going to listen to this so he can tell me later if this was accurate. I'm very stupid, but I'm not dumb. So uh, should we have mine as a guest? Yeah. And here he is. <laughs> so he's being a good friend asking me questions, but I also notice he's kind of like doing something else. I don't know. I don't know what was going on. He definitely talked to somebody at one point on his little, what's it called? Walkie talkie situation. Walkie talkie. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He said something. You can tell me, friend, what, what exactly those numbers meant. <laughs> <laughs> but you know i am even in my craziest state of my name observant so um i was like something's going on he's about to set my ass up and he was but you know what it's out of love so <laughs> mm-hmm. so he becomes concerned about me and he it becomes clear to me that he's going to talk to me until i give in and go to the hospital and that he is not going to let me leave and that because he's my friend he doesn't want to like handcuff me presumably hmm <laughs> So anyway, so then his other friend comes out. The other gentleman who comes, this other police officer, he's also a, yeah, a friend of mine, but I know him. And I know him. I think I talked about him on the podcast once because he was pictured once on our community Facebook page, Rescuing Ducklings. And oh my God. it's like, yeah, I know, right? It's like, I've never been so fucking horny. <laughs> <laughs> and so I love this man because he rescued ducklings. Like, honestly, that's all it takes for me. Mm-hmm. And so they're both talking to me and they're being very nice. And then my friend is like, okay, well, I really think you should go. I really think you should go to the hospital. And I'm worried about you. Not only am I worried about you, but like, I kind of have to do this at this point. <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, this is awkward. <laughs> no, I wasn't actually like that. No, I wasn't awkward. So I can tell, like I said, I can tell that like he's either going to make me or he's going to probably, since he's my friend, just wait until I do this. So I'm like, okay, fine. But then this is where I become an actual diva. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> because long story short, you know, I live in a community that has an incredible EMS, like fire uh, fire EMS system, whatever they're called. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. And the, the guys who are in the EMS here are great. And I know them because I was certainly got, not getting to this story, but in our community, we had a big political issue with our EMS. And I got very involved in that on the side of like supporting our EMS, right? And mm-hmm. so I got to know a lot of the, the ambulance guys, is what I like to call them colloquially, um, <laughs> the ambulance bros. And mm-hmm. so it's a little awkward when you're like having a nervous breakdown and like your friends come to get you. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, I don't want them to come. I'm like actual diva right now. I'm like, I want a different ambulance. <laughs> and what a sweetheart. He actually found me one. So now I got all these stranger EMS men come up to me. Your new EMS friends. <laughs> my new me. My, and honestly, by the end of this trip, let me tell you, Jeannie, now I can't go with them because we became such good friends. So, God, you're going to have to move. <laughs> I'm going to have to move. I'll never be able to go in a ambulance again. So these guys come and 
like I said, is it awkward? I mean, not really. This person, this police officer is my friend. I don't really care if he knows I'm crazy. He already knows. Mm-hmm. And then I see these other guys and it's a little weird, you know, it's always a little weird when you're going forcibly to like the loony bin mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, and like you're not wearing pants. Like this is a very strange situation to be in. Well, that's a normal situation, but the other half. Yeah. It's kind of like a movie at this point. The no pants, very usual. Yes, exactly. So they, they let me go into this ambulance. They allow me, <laughs> they allow me into their ambulance <laughs> very politely. They do not make me like lie on a gurney. They're like, you may actually sit in this seat. I'm like, thank you. I accept that offer. Oh, that's cool. The duckling police officer follows us all the way to this hospital. I got like a whole entourage and I'm sitting in the back of this ambulance with these three, no, two gentlemen. Somebody was driving, but the other two were sitting there. And let me tell you, Jeannie, mm-hmm. we had an absolute blast. Okay. I'm so jealous. I wish I was I don't there. think they knew what they were in for because, you know, like when I get nervous, I just start telling jokes. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm absolutely hilarious. We are having the best time. We are laughing so hard. <laughs> I am not kidding when I say like one of these guys was laughing so hard he could not breathe at one point. And <laughs> God, I wish you'd been recording it. I know. Honestly, I should have. I should have gone live from the ambulance. Um, so they... <laughs> So they're laughing. I mean, I'm learning all about them, right? Like, I'm guessing their birthdays. I got very close on one. I'm telling them about myself. I'm obviously making a lot of self-deprecating jokes. They're telling me about themselves. We're comparing stories. We're talking about all the times we got in fights at bars. I'm like, yeah, I won that one, by the way. I got the best story because I did at one time, and you know this, like outside of a strip club, I did punch a bouncer in the face. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, but you remember. You know what I'm talking about, right? So I do. I do now, yeah. I got to tell them the story of how I did, in fact, punch a bouncer in the face outside of a strip club. And I think that really made them respect me more. Yeah. And then, so we talked about that. And we were just laughing, laughing, laughing. And then, then we're at the hospital and we all looked at each other like, well, I guess this is my stop. <laughs> I guess... I was like, oh, guys, you guess, I guess I got to go. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> this is me. I'll see you later. <laughs> so they were like, they were so, they were so fun that we had such a good time. So they walked me into the hospital. I didn't like, I've gone to the hospital before for losing my mind, but I usually go by myself. Not like mm-hmm. on like a hashtag Britney Spears, like pink slip, like where you don't have a choice. Right. Honestly, it was the most Britney I've ever felt in my life. And it was kind of exciting. <sighs> so I know <laughs> like, okay, my famous. <laughs> Wow. So, like, so, I hope so. I know. So they walk me in and like, so it's me, the three AMS guys, including the driver who I did not get to speak to. Like, sorry if you're listening. Like, well, I'm sure next time we'll hook up. But like, and then, you know, Officer Duckling and he walks me, they all walk, they all walk me into the hospital and like usually when you go into the hospital like emergency room like you have to check in no absolutely not this is red carpet hospital i bypass the entire registration desk wow <laughs> i know they walk me back and i can tell the ems guys don't really want to leave yeah. and they sit there and talk to me longer while officer duckling is filling out my crazy card and <laughs> <laughs> and you know we're laughing laughing and they said they literally said this to me and honestly it touches me to this day they said listen because they knew that i pref- i had like chosen their ems over the ems that's actually supposed to service me in my area mm-hmm. they're like if you ever need us again and he said this it's in such sincerity he's like ask for unit one and i was like fuck <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, you know, okay. All right. I got that. I got that. I'm like, hopefully like next time I just break my arm or something. But anyway. Oh no, that would be terrible. So I was like, okay, (laughs) that's true. I'd rather do this. Anyhow, we had a blast, but they had to go because they were working a 24 hour shift. Don't worry. I learned all about their shifts. I learned all about their families. One guy never been married. He's my age. I was like, hello, get on it. Weird. 
Um, yeah. I know. I was like, I've had so many husbands already. He told me I looked like I was in college. So absolute boner in the, in the EMS. Oh my God. I love that. I know. <laughs> I love it too. I'm like, oh my God. Thanks. My therapist <laughs> actually told me that I still look like a kid last week. And I was like, I love you. Oh my God. <laughs> you marry need me. to marry her. Yeah. I was going to say that's marriage material. <laughs> so I get to there and I'm like, my EMS men leave. Officer Duckling leaves. So now this nurse comes in and she's like, okay, she's very sweet. And she keeps, but she keeps calling me sweetie. And I find it a little weird weird because she's like my age and I'm like I get that I'm the crazy one but like you don't need to call me that but she kept saying it like you know like I'm a fucking like toddler you know and I didn't love that but she was otherwise nice and she was like okay I need to take she's like I have to take your stuff and I'm like what stuff and she's like all of your stuff I'm like okay so she gives me like you know when you're in the hospital you get like a fucking hospital gown or whatever that's whatever that's normal Mm -hmm. um but then she's like she also gives me a bag and she's like okay you have to put all of your stuff in here I'm like all of my stuff I'm like I mean, I know this means my phone, but I'm, I'm like making her say it because it's like tearing a piece of my heart away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, say it. She's like, your phone. I'm like, no. I'm like, what am I going to do? She's like, oh, it'll be fine. This is when she first, this is her first lie. This is lie one. She's like. It'll be fun? Yeah. First of all, it wasn't fine. No, she said fine. And it wasn't fine. Oh. She's like, it'll be fine. And then she's like, it'll all. <laughs> she's like, I'm like, well, what happened? I'm like, what's the protocol? She's like, well, you have to talk to the doctor. And then the doctor has to send out a referral for a social worker. But the social worker is going to be like a video conference where they're going to roll in a whole monitor like like it's fucking you know substitute day in fifth grade and you're going to watch <laughs> like you're going to watch a movie instead of learn they roll that rickety ass thing and that's exactly how the social worker was but we'll get there so she takes all my stuff now i'm like basically naked i have nothing i have nothing in a room i'm like this is not helpful to me mentally. First of all, I hadn't even told my husband what happened because this all happened kind of fast. It was already like 9.30. Now I do not have my phone, which I didn't mm-hmm. truly, I don't think really entered my brain would happen as soon as I got there. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, what am I supposed to do? She's like, well, just wait. The doctor will come. I'm like, okay. So let me tell you what. The doctor doesn't come for a long time. I don't even know how long. Eventually, the sweetie nurse comes in and she's like, well, there was a TV in there like behind like glass with like bolts in it. And she's like, (laughs) she's like, I can put the TV on, but I can't leave the remote control there. I'm like, how would I kill myself with this remote control? (laughs) She's like, well. Yeah, you know what? That would be extremely resourceful. I I know. She's like, well, she's like, people might eat. Probably eat the batteries. Yes, that's exactly what she said okay okay i'm like well i would assure you that i wouldn't eat the batteries i respect that this is the rule she's like just pick a channel i'm like we'll put on the food network and of course it's fucking guys grocery games i hate guy fury oh, God. or rather i did until i watched him for five hours and now i've actually grown to love him but that's friends we'll we'll put a pin in that and talk about that some other put day how i got okay. how i got horny for guys grocery games in the mental hospital oh my God. so <laughs> so anyway i'm sitting there watching guys grocery games for how the fuck knows wrong and then this this doctor comes in and I talk to her and I'm honest with her about everything and she's like okay you know blah 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 I'm going to have to you know this is kind of like at this point just like routine she's like I have to get the social worker I'm like okay mm-hmm. so another million hours passes I'm literally sitting there I think I'm losing my mind I think my mind was gone but now it's like getting further from me as I sit alone in a room on a, like a fucking bed with nobody talking to me and nothing in the room it's it, I mm-hmm. haven't done that for so long because you know in today's society Jeannie you know how the kids are Oh, yeah. I'm constantly entertained. I'm like, usually I'm on my phone and watching TV at the same time. You know, my brain is always entertained. I was so shut off. I was like, I really feel crazy. But then a strange calmness set in. And I actually think it was kind of helpful because I really just sat there and thought about things. Uh-huh. And 
it was not bad, I guess, to like take me out of my environment for a while. But in the moment, mm-hmm. I don't think I loved it. No. So anyway, <laughs> they did at this point roll in the substitute teacher social worker. And it is literally like on a rolly thing. And it's like a, you know, um, like it's almost like a Zoom meeting, but it has its own monitor, like specifically for this purpose. I'm assuming it's because it's all like mm-hmm. private and everything. And so they roll it in, they plug it in, they close the door. I talked to this lovely social worker named Catherine, who Jeannie will be able to talk about later in the story. Oh, Catherine? Yeah. Yeah. Your good friend, Catherine. <laughs> go way back. Right. Yeah. So I tell her, I honestly tell her everything. I'm not lying about anything. I'm not trying to downplay it, but she's still like, you know, she mentions like, well, maybe this is like part of postpartum depression. Maybe this. I tell her I have a therapist and a psychiatrist and she's like, she's mm-hmm. happy about that. Because you realize if I fail this test, they're going to commit me for like three days. Like, let's be real. So mm-hmm. I'm not lying, but I passed the test. And she says, okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll get you out of here. I just need to talk to your husband. I'm like, okay. Uh, I tried to call him. They didn't give me my phone, but the angry nurse outside of the door gave me, he gave me, um, swear to God, this cordless phone this nurse gave me when I asked for it a couple hours earlier was like from 1985. I'm like, can you seriously not afford <laughs> like a normal cordless phone? It's like the size of a shoe. It was, it's one of those ones where you have to hit the power button like seven times. You have to hit like mm-hmm. seven times to get it to beep on. So anyway, I called my husband like three times from that phone. He didn't answer. Now it's already late. I assume he's sleeping, you know, I, and we have the baby. I, I'm like, he must've gone to bed with the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't answer. So when the social worker said she was going to, she had to talk to my husband before I could leave. I was like, fuck. Oh my God. What about, have you ever heard of women's suffrage? Yeah, exactly. You know, my husband doesn't own me, ma'am. I have my own credit card too. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it wasn't so much that. It's just like, because he lives with me. So they're like, we have to talk to somebody who knows you like on a day-to-day basis. Oh, that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see. guess that's fair. Yeah. So she thought my husband would be the good one. I'm like, yeah, he would generally, but I think he's sleeping. And she's like, well, well I'll try. Mm-hmm. Now keep in mind, once they turn off that monitor, I can't talk to her anymore. I don't have my phone again. I have no idea if they get through to him or not. Also, uh-huh. and I did mention this to the nurse later because I'm a little bitch. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the irony of the fact that they left the roll up like a uh, social worker monitor in my room for two full hours. The AV cart. Yeah. I'm like, you left me in this room with a giant cord, but I couldn't have a battery. <laughs> <laughs> I literally said that to her. I'm like, um, excuse me, can you get this out of here? Because I don't want to break the fucking rules. That is a flawed system. Yeah. Or yeah. like, or bring me the remote for the love of God. So anyway, <laughs> so another nurse comes in. Now I've already gone through a full nurse's shift, right? It's like midnight now. This nurse Ugh. comes in. She's like, okay, we couldn't get a hold of your husband. I'm like, oh my fuck. And she's like, and we can't let you go until we talk to somebody. She's like, the social worker cleared you, but we can't let you go until we get some corroboration about you and how you've been the last few days. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know what that means, but I know that if somebody says the wrong thing, I'm going to be in the fucking loony bin for three days. <laughs> I'm like, if somebody slips up on this phone, like it's nuthouse for me, right? Oh, so, shit. Wow, these mm-hmm. are, the stakes are high. <laughs> stakes are high. So then I'm given the choice. They're like, okay, well, we'll give you your cell phone for like... A minute to look. Cause I'm like, I don't know anybody's fucking number. The only phone number I've memorized is my husband's, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, well, we'll give you your phone for a minute, but you can't text anybody. You can just look up contacts and you can write down two people. I'm like, oh my God. this is fucking it's like who wants to be pressure. a <laughs> It is. I was like, okay, so I need who is going to be awake, first of all, at 12 o'clock on fucking St. Patrick's Day? Who's going to be sober at 12 o'clock on St. Patrick's Day? Oh, I was so stressed out. I'm okay. So I was like, okay, so Jeannie, as we all famously know, is in Portland. So she does is, not celebrate St. Patrick's does Day. Not, well, oh, not only does she not yes. do that, but it is much earlier. <laughs> she is three That's hours true. earlier. So I was like, okay, Jeannie is earlier. She will probably um, be awake. But I have to text her quickly 
so that she knows to answer this phone. Because I also know that Jeannie famously will not answer her phone if she doesn't know who it is. Isn't that most people? Yes, I do. Yeah, do you I'm just more... answer every time anyone calls you? Well, I will say that, yes. I will say that's probably true. I think there's probably some people who are old and do it. Sorry, I didn't mean to get defensive. I'm sorry. No, you You're know right. what? You know what? Yeah. Like, you know, first of all, this isn't your story. First of all, this isn't know, your story. You are a bit character in this story. I am the main character. I so. know. I'm just like, why am I even here today? Okay, whatever. Yeah, okay. Fine. Let me just tell you the story. Okay. So... I write, so I, I write Jeannie's name. I'm like, okay, I know. Actually, I do mostly have Jeannie's phone number memorized, but I became questionable about the last digit when I was trying to remember Incredible. it. Incredible. I know. I thought it was, well, I'm not going to get into it. So okay. um, <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote it down, and then I, I quickly texted Jeannie. I don't remember what I said to you. What did I say to you? You probably would know. Um, in my quick text. Well, yes, your quick text, um, not criticizing, was slightly typo-ridden. I had no time. I had no time. Oh, no. I mean, you did an amazing, amazing job, honestly, considering. Thank you. Thank you. Wait, let me see. I mean, do you really want me to read it? I don't care. What does it say? I mean, if I don't like it, you can just delete it. I'll read it, and if you don't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, what it says is, well, it tell a social worker, I'm not going to kill myself. They're going to call me, then another message, all caps, you, then just do me this favor, I'll explain later. (laughs) (laughs) No, you have to read that. You have to keep it on there. (laughs) So I was remarkably confused because I'm a fucking idiot. And so like Matt and I were watching TV and I was like, huh. I didn't even know that's (laughs) from Jessica. <laughs> Honestly, given that I now know what I texted you, I'm astounded that you in any way cooperated with this. So I was like, I think it's supposed to be if something's a social worker. And I'm like, obviously I get they're going to call me and then you. I'm like, okay, that they're going to call me. And Matt was like, I think it says, will you tell a social worker I'm not going to kill myself? And I was like, oh... <laughs> That makes more sense. Yeah. And then Jeannie's like, oh, of course. <laughs> so Matt decoded it, actually. So kudos to him for that. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, Matt. Shout out to Matt. Yes. And so I was like, all right, she'll explain later. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So, yeah, Jeannie being the great friend. Well, actually, I then responded, wait, what? A social worker is yeah. going to call me? Who told who yeah, what? Yeah, by the time that happened, though, I no longer had my phone. It was that fast. And I also, but I had to put a second name. So I also put my sister-in-law, Barb, because uh-huh. my sister-in-law, Barb, wakes up at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. And so I knew she'd be up because I was more confident that I knew Jeannie's number. I did not know Barb's number. I first contacted Barb mm-hmm. and I wrote, are you up? And she said, yep. She's like, do you need help? <laughs> Keep in mind, <laughs> oh. it's like 1230 in the morning. I was like, yes. <laughs> this is so funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know this is so long, but it's just so funny. She's like, I was like, yes, a social worker is going to call you. And she said, okay, tell me what I need to say. (laughs) Barb ever, the sneaky little bitch. I was like, just tell her I'm okay and I'll call you after. Uh Now, at that point, I already took my phone. But Barb said, that'll be fine. You want me to go with you? (laughs) I have no idea what she meant when she said, you want me to go with you? She's like, oh, I thought you needed me to rock the baby. Okay. So at this point... (laughs) I didn't know that that was her response. Now, now looking back, it becomes clear that Barbara had literally no idea what I was talking about. Yeah. But she was second on my list. So anyway, 
No, actually, she may, they may have called her first. They called Barb. She didn't answer because clearly she had no fucking clue what I meant. They called Jeannie, and then Jeannie had a conversation with my Wielden social worker, Catherine. Yes. I don't know what she said to you. Let's see. I think it was something— You can just sum it up. Yeah, it was along the lines of, Hello, my name is social worker from the something or other hospital. Uh, I have your friend Jessica here, and I <laughs> reacted not acting whatsoever with— Really? Okay. Because <laughs> I Let did not. Go. I did not know that. And she was like, "Yeah, I guess she's she had kind of a hard night." And I was like, "Ah," is what I said. And <laughs> oh, thanks for that. Because you know what, I felt bad, and I was like, "I didn't know." And wow, real emotion from you, real sympathy, love it. Yeah, no, it was. I had a lot of range on this call. <laughs> yeah, essentially, she was just like, so "How often do you talk to Jessica?" And I was like, "Um, all of the time, every day, pretty much." And she's like, "Great, good, that's great." You know, and she's like, how's she been? And I was like... And then Jeannie plugged our podcast. <laughs> I was like, yes. In fact, I was supposed to do... I actually did tell her that. I said... She said, how's she been? And I said, you know, normal, I think. You know, like... Yeah, which is terrible. <laughs> I mean, I was genuinely confused because I really yeah. don't think I knew that you were as low as you were, which makes me feel guilty as a friend no, and a podcast no. co-host. But, this is all um, my fault, clearly. It is all your fault. I'm very, you're going to have to make this up to me. <laughs> you know I will. This birthday present better be fucking amazing. Mm, um, it's the best. Yeah, so, you know, I, I answered truthfully. I was like, I, I know that, it, you know, she's it's probably been kind of a hard time and, like, baby and stuff. Baby and stuff, I said. <laughs> I was like, I know that we were supposed to do a podcast together on Tuesday, and she wanted to postpone it because she wasn't feeling funny. Um, but, you know, these things happen. And she was like, okay, okay. She didn't ask me what the name of the podcast was for some reason, but... <laughs> um <laughs> Don't worry, I told, I told all the EMS guys. <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. Maybe, the, maybe it'll get back to her, but yeah. yeah. And then she asked if you had any, like, guns or anything. I was like, I don't think so, but no, no guns Who knows? Me. Jessica's full of surprises. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> that was it. Basically, she was like, I want to get her out of here. So, you yeah, know, that's great. Thank you for your service. Catherine was very pro-releasing me. Yeah. So Jeannie secured my release, which was great. But now I'm running into a new problem, which is who the fuck is going to pick me up from this hospital? Because the ambulance famously does not come back and pick you up <laughs> when they drop you off. I really think that's fucked up that you get a one-way tri- trip to I the know. Hospital. I was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> Plus, it's like the middle of the fucking night now. You know, it's like yeah. getting close to one o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. and this nurse comes in and she's like I'm like how am I supposed to get home I'm like can I have my now that like the social worker has like officially said I can go home can I have my stuff and she was like no and I was like are you serious mean I was like I need to call somebody you know, to like get to get a ride home. Nobody's gonna be awake. Wait, that makes no sense. Why can you not have your stuff once they're like you're clear? Because well, they're waiting on one more thing, which was they wanted to see if I was drunk. <sighs> I was like, first of all, I don't drink, and I know a lot, probably a lot of drunks say that, but I really yeah. don't drink. I'm like, and I've been here for so long that if I were drunk, I would not be drunk at this point. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It would have. Left yeah, that doesn't system. seem like the correct order to do this in. No, I feel like they probably should have figured that out when I first got there. So they had to do a blood test, and she's like, "Once the blood test comes back negative, then we'll give you your oh phone." I'm like, "It's going to be two o'clock in the morning by then." So I, yeah. I made them give me the cordless ancient phone fossil again, <laughs> and and the the nurse who hated me on the outside, I like to call it on the outside. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in my loony bin padded room, like that's the inside. When I finally got in the outside, it was really delight to me. And I went out there and I'm like, I need the phone and I need the list of numbers I gave you. And like, they weren't going to give it to me. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? I'm like, I wrote Jesus these. Christ. I'm like, I need to call my sister-in-law. And I did, right? So they gave it to me. I called my sister-in-law and she's like, she answered because like I said, she wakes up at four o'clock in the afternoon. 
So I said, Barb, I need you to come pick me up from so-and-so hospital. And she was like, okay. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Like completely didn't even ask me why. She's like, when? I'm like, well, leave now because it's going to take a little bit of time. You know, I'm like, don't, you don't have to leave immediately, but leave soon because it's going to take a little bit of time for them to let me go. And she's like, okay, uh, where is it? <laughs> I'm like, I can't explain it. She's like, I'll Google it. Okay, see you in a little bit. <laughs> she hangs up. <laughs> no idea. So so I'm sitting there waiting for my alcohol test to come back. I open the door every like five minutes. I'm like, can you refresh that? Can you refresh that and see if it comes back yet? Finally, and I'm not exaggerating when I say 45 minutes later, it's almost two o'clock in the morning. She's like, okay, it's negative. You can have your fucking pants. I'm like, thanks. Yeah. So I get all my stuff. I leave. And Barb is just pulls up to the exit, like at that exact moment, which means it took her like twice as long as it should have. I have no idea what she did. <laughs> she pulls up and she goes, I, was, I didn't even have time to play on my phone in the parking lot. And I'm like, okay. Get into her car. Get into Barb's car. Absolutely smells uh-huh. like marijuana. And oh like, yeah, I think I'm allowed to say that, right? Barbara doesn't give a fuck. I don't know why I said, oh my, like it was scandalous to me. Yeah, I know. Like you're so surprised. Okay, Jeannie. Um, <laughs> so I get in the car. She drives me home. We have no, she has no idea where she's going. It's, she just recently moved to Columbus where I live. Uh-huh. She, uh, it's raining. It's St. Patrick's Day. She's clearly high. We're having the best time. We are laughing, laughing, laughing. It is great. <laughs> Um, she asked me why I'm there. I'm like, oh, I've been feeling really terrible and my friend made me go. And she's like, okay. Anyway, (laughs) she's like, she asked me a few questions. Let's it go. I go home. My husband realized I was gone three minutes before I pulled into the driveway. (laughs) I am not even kidding. I bet those were a scary three minutes for him. He, uh, realized at that point. I think I very easily, I could have very easily, if I didn't want him to know this, been like, oh, I, I just ran outside for something. Didn't he have like a bunch of missed calls? Though? That's true. He did have missed calls and he did discover that, that he had uh, calls from the hospital. So then that's it. I went to the loony bin. I got busted out. Jeannie was my mm-hmm. hero. Barb was my hero. Um, yes. Let's remember I'm the hero. You're the hero. <laughs> I did not feel like, I do want to say that I have two thoughts about this whole thing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, my police officer friend was correct. I think he was worried I'd be mad at him. Of course, I'm not mad at him. If it were him being a loony, I would have sent him to. But so you don't have that authority, I don't think. I don't, no, <laughs> as unfortunately. A, as a podcaster. Podcasters are actually not mandated reporters <laughs> in any way. <laughs> I don't even feel like it didn't help. I kind of do because I feel much, I've felt much better ever since. I don't, I can't explain the mechanism of why, but mm-hmm. I will say that I don't, I do question how you know, hospitals deal with this kind of issue because I'm sure some people go in there and are totally losing it to the point where they are like an imminent danger to themselves. Like, you know, thrashing, like you, I'm sure people have been forced in the door. Like they're not even walking, you know, they're like fighting. I get that. That's bad. I was obviously kind of okay. I mean, I was putting on a comedy show for the EMS guys walking in. Yeah. And I understand why they took all my stuff, but I still think it's kind of like to take somebody who's not feeling great and then literally isolate them so they can't even like make a single phone call or talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that was particularly helpful. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. I think it made me a little bit more anxious than was probably helpful for somebody who's already feeling really bad. Right. I don't have the right answer, but I do know that I feel like that's not exactly it. Anyhow, I tell that story to make this our longest podcast ever and <laughs> to say that I originally wasn't going to tell this story, um, but then I was like, I was telling Jeannie what happened the day later, because keep in mind, she just got this call and I literally told her like almost nothing until the next day about what happened. I, I think it was kind of funny and I do find the humor in it and I do think that people should 
not feel bad. Like, cause I was like, well, if I'm like embarrassed or whatever to say this story, then that's really not the person I'm trying to be because I'm always trying to make things normal for people, you know, mm-hmm. so that they feel comfortable talking about their problems because everyone has problems. So I decided not to be a hypocrite and to go ahead and share that. And I do hope you enjoyed that story. And I am home now. I'm not in a locked room. I do have my phone and other electronics and boy, life is great. Do you have any batteries? Yes, but I never put them in the right way. I always put them in backwards. Like I had a bowl of batteries for fucking breakfast this morning. <laughs> you know what? I could. You know what? I could if I wanted. I could if I wanted right now. Um, but I don't. Don't tell any cops. Well, that, that was a wonderful story, and I think it is helpful. And I think it's also helpful for people that want to avoid going to the hospital. Yeah, if you want to avoid going to the hospital, do not be friends with police officers. Not to get tricked. Yeah. <laughs> not to get tricked. Um, okay, so... That's a long story, but we need to move on, and we're just going to have to fly through this shit. I can tell you that right now. Cool. So anyways, what are we horny for today? Yeah, let's talk about being horny. That was our intro. I'm actually going to be really fast on my horny because it's also about me being crazy, and I feel like that's played out at this point. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Although it is, I'm just going to go ahead and say what I'm horny for, and it does kind of play into my my story, though, because when I get stressed out, what I do is work out more. Uh Uh-huh. This is probably because I have an addictive personality, but Mm. I always tried to switch my addictions to things that were more healthy. And I I spun the wheel and ended up on exercise, which is honestly not (laughs) the worst thing to be addicted to, obviously, of things to be addicted to, but it's not great. And I think the pandemic kind of made me do everything to excess, which Mm -hmm. a lot of people did. Like you hear about people eating a lot or drinking a lot. And I just ran a lot. This last year, I probably ran over seven miles a day, like more than seven and between seven and eight miles a day the entire year. Every day. And yeah, literally every day. Although like I should say, I didn't actually run every day. I averaged that. So probably some days I ran like 20 miles and then some days I didn't run at all. Yes, I've heard of those days and they always confuse me. Yeah, there certainly weren't any many days I didn't run at all. And what I realized is that I got really sick of everything. And I was hitting a wall where I was like, I don't even want to run anymore. And that is obviously a tragedy because I fucking love running. So what I'm horny for is that I decided to do something new. And what I'm doing instead is instead of running almost every day, I'm taking many more days off Mm -hmm. to focus on my ass. (laughs) And... And that's kind of a joke, but kind of true. I am actually sculpting my ass right now, like extremely hardcore. So like I will take days off from running and I will instead do other exercises that are different and less weight bearing and less like pressure on my joints. And I will just work that little ass. I have been doing so many squats, all different kinds of squats. I've been like getting in that like super sexy, like tabletop arms on the ground ass in the air position yeah i think they call it doggy style um <laughs> i get that but you know and i'm like lifting my leg not like a dog it's gonna be disgusting yes yes so i guess my point is i'm really horny for my own butt and <laughs> it's because <laughs> it's because even though we can all in this room which is only me mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone in the room right now which is me can say that i've always had a nice ass I'm taking it to like level 100 now because it's how I'm appeasing myself for not running much. I'm like, okay, you're not going to run as much, but holy shit, is that rump going to be a sight to see? Oh my God. I can't wait to see that rump. Oh, I can't wait to show you. Honestly, I looked in my own ass in the mirror the other day for like so long. I was like, holy fuck. I'm like, it's working. Just got lost in there. I was. I got lost. I was mesmerized. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> my, I'm keeping this short because my first story was so long, but I am horny for my own ass and my new working out where I focus on my ass. Thank you for listening. Wow. Thank you for sharing. I'm also going to keep this short because 
genuinely isn't much to say about it, but I am today horny for, well, you know what? I'm a little horny for the fact that I got my hair cut and colored for the first time in like 13, 14 months. Um, wow. And now I have very, very blonde hair again, and <gasps> so someday I'll show you it. a picture of it. But Yeah, Jeannie got her hair cut and didn't take a picture of it, and I think that's incredibly stupid and weird. Well, because it was like wet. Like I left with wet hair. Okay. And, you know what? And also Your I was rushing to get pixie. to a podcast appointment that I have. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but what I was also hoping for was, did you know that there is a Netflix movie about uh, Operation Varsity Blues, the college admission scandal? No. Yes. There well, is? Yes. <laughs> what is it on? What is it on? It's on Netflix. And it is, um, it's just like a reenactment of, what is that guy's name? Rick, Rick Singer? Basically, mm-hmm. what they did is they took, like, the FBI transcripts of all the many, many conversations that they had gotten through uh-huh. wiretaps between him and all his clients, and they just, like, made a movie out of it. Uh-huh. And it's a little bit stupid, but it is extremely entertaining because it's just really? conversation after conversation of a fake Rick Singer talking to various rich guys near their swimming pools being like, I just don't want my kid to know. I just, I think they're going to figure it out. But, like, can we do this without them knowing? And the answer is no, you can't because you're going to get fucking caught. But it was quite entertaining, (laughs) even though it sounds very stupid. I think it's funny. Okay, so first of all, I think, I don't want to get into the whole college admissions thing again Uh because we've talked about before. But, I mean, you really have to believe your kid is stupid to think not only can they not get into college by themselves, so I need to, like, help them, you know. Yeah. But that... They won't know. <laughs> it was really interesting because these were the yeah. actual conversations that this guy had with all these parents. And they were all very concerned about, I mean, they were obviously concerned about, like, is there any way that we will get caught? And that's so funny now. Yes, but. there's always a way you'll get caught. <laughs> of course I don't understand how people even think that. Yeah. And this guy's always like, well, that hasn't happened yet. You know, <laughs> ominous. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. And I then apparently what happened then is how fucking fast that guy flipped when he got caught. Oh, I bet. He then was like, sure, yeah, fuck, I don't care about anyone. And so he was then calling people, trying to get them to basically, like, admit that they had done admit this. It. And yeah. they were like, man, if this, you know, like, if this had been, like, people involved in organized crime, like, the, he would have been sniffed out in, like, half a second as, like, doing what he was doing. But all these fucking rich idiots were just like, yeah, I know that's what we did. Okay, why are we talking about this? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, they're not exactly, like, seasoned criminals. Probably. No, it was wonderful. And I, I love that. highly recommend it. And there's, you know, of course, there's a slight focus on Olivia Jade because she's the the most famous and dumbest of them all. But right. I guess it was like the guidance counselor at Olivia Jade's high school that sort of had some to do. I don't I don't know if I knew that before or if I just forgot. But like basically he got some list of people and they're kind of like various, I don't know, the ad- admissions. And he was like, I'm pretty sure Olivia Jade does not row crew. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he's like, I know this as a guidance counselor. And he made like a little bit of a kind of a snarky comment about like, I don't even know when she would find the time. What with all of her, you know, like vlogging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you don't have time to row and vlog. Come on. Anyways, very entertaining to me. Um, I, I just, I'll never get tired of the college admission scandal. I love it too. And yeah. I'm going to watch that. So horny for that. I can tell you. Horny for that today. Thank you. Love that. I will definitely watch it. I, I yield my time. <laughs> I yield my time. I yield the remaining, the remainder of my time to my fellow podcaster. Thank you. Now what?
Okay, now now what? Look at the fucking outline. I want you to tell me. Okay, we're moving on to gripe of the day slash oh, yeah. this was is very unfair to me. I'll go first because that's the, what we're doing. Sure. I would like to talk about something that's very unfair to me. Mm. So what was very unfair to me recently-ish is that I read... Now, there's this place called Jenny's Ice Cream. I think it got kind of known because President Biden likes it. It's very known now. Yeah, it's like an Ohio thing. But the ice cream at Jenny's is very, like, specifically unique, I guess. And Mm -hmm. she does a lot of very different kind of flavors that are kind of, I guess I would say, I don't know. Inventive. Inventive. They're very good, though, I think. And it's Ohio-based, and, you know, as famously, I live in Ohio as well. But it got more popular because President Biden liked it. I think he tweeted about it, um, Mm. you know, right around the election or something. And so people love it. And it's great. And I was reading an article not too long ago about Jenny's, and it said that she released an everything bagel ice cream. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I was like, I don't know about that. Everything bagel. Because as you know, everything bagels are like garlic, everything. onions, poppy seed. Oh, everything. I know what an you know everything what? bagel is. You know what? <laughs> you know what? It's everything. <laughs> so... I was like, okay, I love everything bagels. I love bagels. In I general. do too. We'll start there. Um, I love cream cheese. Cream cheese is maybe one of my favorite flavors in existence. I was stuffing cream cheese into my mouth right before we started because I was at the barber for so long. I was hungry. I could not respect you more. Thank you. But I was like, everything bagel. I'm like, I'm not sold on this. I don't know. So I started Googling it and I read article after article of people like, I loved it. It just works. It's so good. It's delicious. You know, I'm going to eat this for breakfast. So it says that the flavor is subtly sweet cream cheese ice cream with buttery streusel laden with sesame, poppy seeds, onions, and garlic. Yeah. Okay. It sounds terrible. Yeah, exactly. So they're like, I know it sounded, I thought it sounded terrible too, but I'm like, okay, but everybody fucking loves this. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I need to try it. So they didn't have any in store around here. Uh-huh. I had to special order it. Uh-huh. So I special ordered one for me and one for my stepdaughter who also wanted to try it. And then I bought some other flavors because they had to literally ship this shit in like a cryo tank or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> it was like this giant box with like refrigeration inside. I was like, wow, technology, that's something. It wasn't just like dry ice. And no, yeah, that's probably what it was. <laughs> they sent you a refrigerator. <laughs> They sent me, Dave, you can believe this. They sent me a full refrigerator for ice cream. And I have an extra fridge and they didn't oh even charge God. me. Um, so anyway, yeah. So the, I got this ice cream and I'm like, okay. So it comes and because it's in dry ice, as Jeannie likes to call it. It's Technology. like pretty, <laughs> it's pretty frozen. And when I first get that, I could barely really even eat it because it was almost like just too hard you know i couldn't soften it up yet mm-hmm. so i took a tiny little bite and i think i mostly just got the ice cream which is like a sweet cream cheese and i was like oh that's good you know i put it in the freezer over the next few days it softens up and i'm like oh i can try it now genie mm-hmm. fucking disgusting of course it is so unfair to me that i didn't have a good experience with this ice cream I was so excited. When I read all the good reviews, I'm like, that's great. I'm like, it's going to like shock me somehow. It sounds terrible, but I'm going to eat it and it's going to be great. I hate it. Why the fuck would you put onions in ice cream? I don't know what's wrong with Jenny. I, that sounds so gross to me. I mean, I feel like Jenny must have been like one door over in the loony bin before she made this. <laughs> I'm like, 
there's something wrong with you if you made this ice cream. And there's even something more wrong with you if you like it. I'm so sorry if somebody out there, fan, loves it, tried it. It's gross. If you love it, come get it. It's still in my freezer. I didn't throw it out yet. I think my elderly husband kind of likes it. This onion flavor is just too much. And I was like, ugh. I do not like the sound of that. I am no. sorry that happened to you. And honestly, Thank it you. was kind of like, I knew I knew it was going to be gross because it was your gripe. But mm-hmm. I was still disappointed in the ending. I was. I know. I'm so I wished sorry. it was better. I'm sorry to take everybody on this roller coaster. I wish just something you could have been horny for. I know. It is just absolute hell. So this was very what unfair a week, to me. Huh? I know. I know. So unfair to me that I didn't love this ice cream. Like I wished I could. Mm-hmm. But that's all I have to say. I do not recommend. This is not a raised wrong recommendation. I no. cannot recommend this ice cream. I cannot do that to people I love. If, if you buy this. That's on you. That's on you. We take no responsibility for that. So anyhow, Jeannie, why don't you tell me about your gripe? Okay, I'll try not to talk for too long about this because it's, I just get so worked up about it. But okay, so as you know, we recently had the time change, the turning of the clocks. Ugh, hate it. I hate it. Everyone hates it. You're tired for like three weeks afterwards for some reason. All of a sudden you're used to like, oh, I eat dinner at this time. Then all of a sudden it's like, well, now I'm not hungry. And I'm like, oh, I know why, because it's actually an hour earlier than it really is. You know, like the sun is still out. Like it's just, it feels so drastic, even though it's only in one stupid hour. I hate it on both directions. I don't care for gaining or losing. But you know what? That's just the way it is, unfortunately. So in the Atlantic magazine, Mm. there was an article that intrigued me by the headline. It said, the family that always lives on daylight saving time. A new bill proposes making daylight saving time permanent. But for one family, it already is. And I was like, "Um, interesting. How does that work? Now, Jessica, it doesn't. It's the dumbest thing I've ever read. So it's like, okay. (laughs) The rest of America sprang forward yesterday, but Tali and Scott Richards have been here all along. (laughs) Those who still have analog clocks and watches cranked them back one hour. Otherwise, iPhones and other devices automatically thrust the country backward. In their cold town in Connecticut, the Richards family thought... What if we didn't? <gasps> Ooh, you fucking rebels. So now I'm like, so how does this work? You know? And I'm like, well, first of all, it's been a pandemic. So, like, I guess it doesn't really matter what time you think it is. But the point is, like, you still operate on the same right. time as the world as in a society. Else. You know? So right. what it says is, it like, they're trying to make it seem like this makes sense. But it says, it makes the Richardses sense. have always been night owls, going to bed later and sleeping in. During standard time, which runs from November to March... They'd sleep through much of the morning sunlight, only to sit through a long, dark evening. Ooh, boo-hoo-hoo. But they didn't like messing with their young kids' sleep schedules, either. So this year, they decided not to change the clocks and to set all their devices to the Atlantic time zone. The time zone, an hour ahead of Eastern time, used by Puerto Rico and Nova Scotia. The family would remain on daylight saving time, even as the word world proceeded to fall back. What does that mean, though? Exactly. Their clocks are wrong. That's all that means. So it means their clocks are wrong. But... Yeah. So he's like, oh, my God, it's so great. I love that my meetings start an hour later, giving me more time in the mornings. And I'm like, you don't. What? what? <laughs> you don't have more time. They're no. not starting an hour later. You're just calling the time a different time. I cannot. Like, it makes me so mad because this is so stupid. I can't believe what, they, they wrote, wrote a, a fucking article, article about, about this. this. It's like. You know what we should do? We should, <laughs> what? No, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, what we should do is we should say, like, we're going to have 48-hour days now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So call it whatever you want. You know, so, so, (laughs) I love that idea, actually. Um, Let's write an article. So, 
the mom is like, uh, I go to sleep at a more reasonable hour because my clock tells me it's already, say, midnight when it's really only 11 p.m. for her next-door neighbors. I'm like, what's the fucking difference? (laughs) (laughs) And then it's just like, it just makes your life confusing. So when a friend wants to get together, she just has to remember to add an hour to the meetup time. Yep, that's what you're doing. Oh, my God. I mean, so... Anyways, first of all, shocking news that they have friends. That's shocking. Yeah, I agree. So it says they're five and seven year olds. Oh, my God. Mainly notice only when other people mention the time, which isn't often (laughs) since they're homeschooled. We were doing a Zoom with the local library and the librarian said at some point, it's 120, she told me. And my boy is looking at the computer and he's like, it's 220. And that was a little confusing for the librarian. I was just like, oh, yeah, we're just doing daylight, daylight savings still. Oh, my God. Because no one can stop you from doing that. I'm like. Okay. You're right. But You're right. The, Nobody can am, stop you from saying the wrong I am, time. <laughs> I am still failing to see any benefit to this. Like, no, there isn't. They act like, oh, we're such night owls. So, you know, like we yeah. were sleeping all the daylight away. And it's like, it's only one hour. That's not. Yeah. Like, well, I, just, I, just do it at different I, times. And I have no idea. It makes no sense. And I fucking no. hate these people so much. Because I hate them too. You can call it whatever you want. It's like tuna o'clock. Okay. Like it doesn't change anything. It idiot. doesn't change. And that's why I thought the meeting thing was so stupid. Cause it's like, okay, so you have a job yeah. where you have meetings with other people who, who go by the daylight who know saving what time means. or, or yeah. standard time. Like, how does it, how do you feel that you have more time just because it says it's a 11 when it's, I don't even actually remember how it works. I get so confused with this because I'm so bad at well, math. Well, you should be confused because it's stupid. <laughs> I hate it so much. Like, I'll never stop being mad about this. I, like, I mean, obviously they're dumb, but, like, The Atlantic is dumber for writing this article because this is nothing to write about. It's so stupid. Yeah. Anyways, these fucking just geniuses here. These, these mm, wow, this family. Really screwing the man. <laughs> I just, okay. I'm, I'm just. I'm sorry. I can tell you're worked up. I hate this for you. Let's move on. Let's move on. I had to take my sweatshirt off. Mind. I'm so worked up. Okay. Okay. Let's move okay, on. Okay. Um, questionable advice. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read it. Oh, you're going to read oh, it? Oh, yeah. You okay. know what? Fuck it. You read it. You All read right. it. All right. You read it. Okay. All right. Dear Jessica and Jeannie, I have a problem that is very sensitive and I'm not sure how to approach it. I know that Jessica has a child with autism, so I thought you could help. I have a friend with an adorable three-year-old boy. By any standards, he is well behind his peers in a lot of developmental ways. The way I know this, I have a three-year-old girl, and they have been friends since birth. For a long time, they seemed to be cruising along more or less the same, but about a year ago, it became clear to me that he had fallen off from reaching milestones that my daughter was reaching. My friend either doesn't see this or doesn't want to see it. I know it isn't necessarily my place, but at the same time, I feel like I want to push her in the direction of looking into the issue more. He's a great little kid, and I hope that eventually she comes around and sees what everyone else is seeing so she can get him the support he might need. I have only ever mentioned my concerns once, and she brushed it off pretty defensively. Should I try to say anything again? How? Uh, just want to help she, her. Hmm. Well, just want to help. You are correct. I do have a child with autism. Um, you might not be correct that I can help you. (laughs) Um... (laughs) And this is sensitive. I could see how that would be. I mean, you know, when my child, when I started having concerns about her development, nobody told me anything. In fact, they told me the opposite of what I was seeing, that it Mm -hmm. was fine, everything was normal, and I felt like it wasn't. 
So I can't relate to your friend in that. I don't think I was ever in denial and I don't think I ever like, also, I think I did notice. Now it's hard to Mm -hmm. know whether your friend is really not seeing it or if she's trying not to see it. I'm guessing Mm -hmm. it's the latter. So yeah, this is, this is hard because, you know, in our society, disability is still kind of looked down upon. I mean, quite a lot actually. And people think it's a really bad thing. So it's really scary. And even if you don't uh, conceptualize it as bad. It's still scary because it's different than what you were expecting. Mm-hmm. And anything time something's different, it's um, it is scary. Now, you didn't mention if you guys have any other kids, either her or you. Um, I'm going to assume not, just because if she had other kids, I would think that she would know. Maybe it would be harder for her to convince herself nothing was different. Um, so the bad news is, if she doesn't want to hear it, she's not going to hear it. You know, Mm -hmm. I would say from personal experience that three is kind of a period where things quickly change and it's going to be harder for her to pretend there's not an issue because if the child is already having issues, it's going to just become more apparent with every passing year and month, you know, Um, so you might not have to do anything. But when it comes to advice, I would say make this is what I always do in situations I would make up a friend of yours that doesn't exist and I would say (laughs) I I have this friend and you know she took her son or daughter to the pediatrician and they said you know they have to get her tested for autism and here's some of the things she's doing and don't don't describe your friend's child exactly but bring in a couple of those things and see if she has any reaction and if she does just let her like marinate on that for a while. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of when you're trying to convince somebody of something they don't want to hear or something they're not seeing, you can't be that direct. You kind of have to like plant little seeds in their brain, I think. Yeah. Also, another thing you could do is just spend more time with her with your kids because I think the more she sees mm-hmm. at three years old, the kid might not be attending preschool, might not be doing like extracurricular or anything at this point. Um, when I really realized my daughter was different is when I started having her do soccer with other kids her age and I could see the way the other kids developed to like listen to the instructor and, you know, things like that. And my daughter just made no movement towards that. And so I think maybe you could suggest to your friend, oh, let's let's have the kids take this like class together. There are things for three-year-olds to do. I know it's a pandemic, but there still will be <laughs> something out there. And I would say, I would do that. I would just try and get her around kids, her kids' age so she can see the difference. And there's also a chance that you could be wrong, you know, and that, you know, kids do all develop at their own pace. Um, You're probably right, but it's possible that this particular child is just slower in developing to get to a more typical standard. But I've just really rambled here for a while, and Mm. I don't know if this is helpful at all. I don't know if Jeannie has any thoughts. Usually these questions come to me, so. (laughs) I mean, this one specifically mentioned you. um, It is. Like, it's calling me out. It's calling me out. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if you have any questions about, like, cats or, (laughs) I don't know, like. (laughs) Dead possum. Cheese. (laughs) (laughs) All of your cat, cheese, and dead possum questions direct to Jeannie. Autistic children is more my thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to step on your toes. Well, I mean, honestly, this is my... I thought obviously I have no specific uh, advice or anything insightful to say, but I do agree with you that you really can't make someone see things if they really don't want to see them, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's frustrating. And this applies to many things in life that have nothing to do with autistic children. But it's frustrating to watch, especially in something like this, I would assume, where you feel that, you know, earlier intervention would be really, you know, would make a big difference for this child, Mm -hmm. perhaps, you know, but Mm -hmm. 
unfortunately, it's not your child. And I am curious, like, how good of friends you are with this person. Like, if it's, like, we're friends because we have kids the same age or, like, good friends, you know? But right. I'd say if it was, like, good friend, I would just come out and say something. You know, like, if your yeah. things aren't working by kind of, like, just sort of leading her to try and make her see whatever it is. I don't know. If I had a good friend and I was, like, worried, you know, I know it's really touchy with, like, parenting, but I would just be like, listen, like, I know you might get mad at me for this, but, I don't know, say, like, I was listening to a podcast and, you know, they were talking about autism and children and it reminded me of Mm. your wonderful, adorable boy, you know, but, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This is hard. But I will say that I do think three is kind of a turning point. And I feel like it's very likely your friend will not be able to deny this sooner than later because kids really develop quickly after three with talking and socialization. Mm -hmm. And those tend to be things that autistic children struggle with. So I think if you're correct, your thoughts are correct. I think that she will kind of be forced into the situation. And it is too bad if this is the case and she's not getting early intervention. But I promise you, if she tries to send him to school, the school will yeah. know and the school won't, you know, gloss it over with her. So, right. you know, he will almost surely eventually get help if it's something you're even noticing at three. But, right. you know, you're trying to be a good friend. And like Jeannie said, you can try. If you are close friends, just tell her again and be more direct even. And anyhow, good luck. Sorry, that's tough. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So either be more direct or less direct. And one of yeah, those more might. direct or less direct. I mean, I don't know how you can get better <laughs> advice, honestly. Um, I like it better when people write advice about like taking nude pictures, but this is oh fine. too. This is fine. I, I don't want to discourage you. I don't want to discourage no, you. No, no. I love this question too. I just... I do love this question. We're just not like psychiatrists or medical doctors. Um but, yeah, best of luck. Sorry that we weren't more helpful. You're a good friend. Yeah. Okay. So, moving on from that incredible helpful advice. Yeah. Um, wow. We should wow. win an award for that one. Oh, um, we will. I'm we will. And we'll award it to ourselves. We should have, like, we should have, like, we should have raised wrong awards at the end of the year to just be things we give to each other that we made up. Raised wrong um, superlatives. Like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, best smile. But we've, it's a tie for all of us. Yeah. Prettiest best hair. smile. Tie between Jeannie and Jessica. Greatest hair. Jeannie and Jessica. Okay. Um, Go on. Terrible Cosmo advice. Yeah. Oh, this is from January of 2003. Wow. In case you were wondering. January 2003. That's old school Cosmo. Yeah. Okay. So terrible Cosmo advice. I'm going to read it. January 2003. How to get soulmate close to your guy. There's a big difference between being comfortable and being connected. To achieve a deliciously deep relationship with your man, all you need to do is follow these simple bonding tips. Bond booster toss the tired talk. Sometimes conversations between couples who are in a comfort zone start to resemble Cliff's notes. You offer each other a quick, rough summary of your day, for instance, but leave out some of the juiciest details. To crawl out of that rut, give each other the verbal VIP treatment. This doesn't mean you have to don your shrink hat and discuss each other's deepest feelings, says Janice Yasmin's PhD, a couple psychologist. Instead, make talking with your man more titillating by revealing an interesting anecdote you overheard at work or casually quizzing him. <laughs> men, <laughs> men love to be asked for their views, so bring up <laughs> like I give a fuck. <laughs> I can't even read this. Men love to be asked for their views. So bring up current events that were in the news that day and ask his opinion. I cannot even. 
this. <laughs> and never underestimate the power of humor to increase the depth of your twosome. One night a week. I'm already laughing. <laughs> One night a week, Hannah, 27, and her boyfriend, John, thwart boring, predictable banter by playing a store-bought game called Zamondo. <laughs> Zumb Mondo. <laughs> I can't even say that. By playing a store bought game called Zumb Mondo, most of the questions are ridiculous, she says. Like, would you rather fart uncontrollably every 10 minutes or be plagued by chronic bad breath? But it lets oh us tune God. out the stress of the day and just act like a couple of clowns together. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah also discovered that the laughs could turn into legitimate discussions. One time he posed, would you rather spend two months being pampered in a five-star hotel or a year traveling through Europe on a shoestring budget, she remembers. We both agreed that Europe is the way to go. It was another indication that we were compatible, and we started talking about all the places we wanted to visit and where we envisioned our lives going. <laughs> okay. Okay, this is... All right. I so, will say this about this advice. This is definitely okay. different advice than Cosmo usually yeah. gives. This is something we haven't seen from Cosmo. Because I have never heard about Zabmondo before. <laughs> Me neither. They did not... Okay, first of all, it's different because they did not tell you to offer anybody orange juice. And secondly, they did bring up the new, at the time in 2003, exciting game, Zabmondo. Zabmondo. I wonder if the question or the exclamation points are part of the title or if that was... I bet it is. Did you Google Zabmondo? Oh, there it is. I found it. I did Google Zabmondo. Zabmondo. <laughs> Zabmondo. Hello, Zabmondo. Um, hello, Zabmondo. <laughs> Welcome, Patriot. I just want to read you the description. Okay. I haven't even read it Please. yet. It says, starting with a warning, contains shocking content <gasps> meant to inspire hilarious discussion. Oh, my God. Zabmondo takes the idea of parlor game questions to a new level of debate and lunacy. Based on the new Hasbro board game, okay, so this is the book, of the same name, it's a chunky book of over 400 questions. I'm assuming the board game was basically just questions. Yeah, they were like, I guess you don't need a board for this. <laughs> no, there's no point to the board. There's, um, it's, also it's also marked as a bargain book, which they said is excess inventory. Oh, weird. From the publisher. <laughs> just imagine thinking like it's An adult hot, couple. Like to, <laughs> yeah, an adult couple, presumably in their late 20s, is at, to titillate, to be titillating. They're saying, would you rather fart uncontrollably every 10 minutes or be plagued by chronic bad breath? That's hot. Like, that's a sexy question to play with your man. Well, no, it's just funny, Jessica. Like, that, my six-year-old would love that. They're just clowning around like a couple of clowns. Yeah, whenever I want to, like, ignite my hot sex life, I want to clown around with fart questions with Jessica, my Jessica, it's not about sex. Interest. It's about bond boosting. It's oh, about your bond. bond boost. Oh, bond I mean, like, I'll tell you how you boost your bond. Like, get food poisoning together, you know? Like, it's disgusting. <laughs> You've never been closer. <laughs> You're both shitting your Especially pants. Especially if you only have one bathroom. I'm not saying this is right. from experience, but... Um, <laughs> did but you I boost did your bond lately? <laughs> we did eat some bad blue cheese recently. <laughs> it, was just, it was so funny, though. <laughs> oh, lol, lol, lol. I love how Hannah, in this article, is so surprised that talking about where you want to travel 
or traveling could turn to a legitimate discussion about traveling. Like, I know. <laughs> wow. Who would have thought? I know. Who would have thought that if we talked about how we would spend a budget on a traveling through Europe that we would end up talking about traveling through Europe? And I mean, I know that you love being pampered in a hotel, but honestly, I, I think for most people, they're like, what kind of vacation is spending two months in a hotel? <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, That's it's the really exact weird. kind of vacation I want to go on, but I know that I'm unique in that regard. I guess for me, it's just like, well, if I'm going on vacation, I would like to kind of maybe spread it out a little. So rather than taking one two-month vacation, maybe I'd like to take several uh, two-week vacations, you know? Like, that's— Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like you, you kind of lose the thrill of being pampered after six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> as always this seems to be written for people that are not humans because it's like <laughs> of course the way you talk to someone isn't just listing the events of the day you know like you know. you offer a quick summary of your day leave out the juiciest yeah. details why would you leave out the juiciest details that makes no sense but i also like how they're like well it doesn't mean you have to discuss your deep feelings i mean let's not get crazy no you should talk about farts and nothing else <laughs> yeah, exactly listen don't just current tell what happened with your farts. day yeah current events and farts are the way to bond with your man that's your bond with your man plan that's your bond booster excuse me i are like so matt um did you hear about the mass shooting what do you think about that <laughs> I was just curious about your opinion on the news of the day. I'd be like, hey, hey, husband, did you hear about the mass shooting or would you rather fart for 15 minutes straight? (laughs) (laughs) Instant bond. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) I love you. And let's not even, let's not gloss over the wonderful line. Men love to be asked for their views. (laughs) Literally no one gives a fuck. 2003, burn it. Men love to be asked for their views. Mm. People like to be asked about their views. Like, why is it men? You know what I mean? Like, it's just so fucking Yeah, weird. no, men love it. Women are yeah, like, men, oh, no, you I, you don't care what I have to say. I'm stupid. Yeah, I don't have any smart brains. <laughs> hey, hey, do you need any water? Are you thirsty? <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather fart uncontrollably or take karate lessons? <laughs> okay, we've had enough fun. I think we've had too much fun. Let's go. All right, so anyway, that was great. Great job, Cosmo. Thanks. Thanks. Um, moving right along to Internet Dumb. Our Internet Dumb today comes courtesy of Facebook post that was shared. How'd you get on there? Uh, don't ask questions, Jeannie. Listen, I'm not revealing how I got onto Facebook. Actually, okay. I do sign on to my husband's a lot, which is great because he's friends with a bunch of boomers and they post a bunch of dumb shit. I was going to say, we didn't have an internet dumb yeah. and you were like, hold on we one We didn't second. have an internet dumb. Yeah. We didn't have a dumb internet thing. Too. So I'm like, let me log onto my husband's Facebook and look at everything his friends from high school are saying. It took about 30 seconds for you to find three. Yeah. It, it really did. I was like, okay, bam, bam, bam. Okay. So here's one of them. This was hot off the Grammys. Right. This was not written by somebody my husband knew, but it was something shared. So you have to know lots of people are sharing this. Mm -hmm. It says, man, I just don't get the cancel culture double standards of what's offensive and what's not. How they don't stand for women being sexualized. It truly doesn't make any sense to me. This is the Grammy Awards last night. Now there's a picture of uh, three lady asses. On a major TV network, Cardi B performing the WAP. Performing the WAP. (laughs) That is the thing you perform. You perform a WAP at this time. (laughs) Laying on her back, spreading her legs, letting people grind on her. Even the host. I'm so angry. So So, I'm so mad. You're turned on and I'm just absolutely livid that this is America. Mm -hmm. Even the host joked and said, if you have young children in the room, just tell them it's about a cat taking a bath. Yet 
Pepe Le Pew and Baby It's Cold Outside got pulled. Okay, there's a lot to break down here. First of all, so they're saying, so obviously the argument is that there's a double standard to cancel culture, which by the way is something we made up and doesn't exist, cancel culture. Correct. So first of all, the premise of this is make-believe, but let's pretend it's a real thing. They're saying that Cardi B performing wet-ass pussy, even though she didn't say wet-ass pussy in her performance, um, and having people like dry hump on television during the Grammy Awards is wrong. It's wrong because we're sexualizing women. Mm-hmm. But nobody cares. Apparently, they think nobody cares about this. Nobody's canceling them except for the nine million gazillion people on Facebook canceling it and saying it's mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. But they're saying, and yet we canceled Pepe Le Pew, which we haven't talked about. And it's literally the funniest thing that's I ever know, existed so is that much. people are upset about Pepe Le Pew. And Baby It's Cold Outside. Our, my old favorite is Baby It's Cold Outside coming up every Christmas as something oh we're God. canceling or not canceling. And so, somehow it keeps coming up because we keep hearing it. And so Yeah, I'm, exactly. Every Christmas we talk about canceling Baby It's Cold very Outside. Very confused about how canceling works. <laughs> yeah, except for I literally hear it every Christmas. And then I hear about how it's canceled every Christmas for the last 10 Christmases. I don't even know what to say here. There's a few things I would say. There's a yeah. few very big differences between Baby It's Cold Outside, Pepe Le Pew, and wet ass pussy. The biggest one I would say is that wet ass pussy not marketed towards children, like the cartoon skunk from the uh-huh. cartoons. Correct. Yes. Um, <laughs> so if your like six year old is listening to wet ass pussy, like I'm not judging you, but like that's on you. Okay. Like if that's a problem for you, control your child what they're listening to. Mm-hmm. Pepe Le Pew, however, is a cartoon skunk, and I had to look this up the other day because people are talking about this like it's relevant, even though it's not. Mm-hmm. And Pepe Le Pew is like a skunk and he is a cartoon and he like kisses women against their will or something. Isn't that like the thing? Or not women, other cartoons. Let's be uh, clear. Yes, he is. Um, does not ask for consent, this skunk. Yes. And it's gross and weird and old fashioned. And essentially the canceling people are talking about is that they're making a new Space Jam movie, which I'm not even excited about because I hated the first one. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen and it. And they took the Pepe Le Pew scenes out of it. That's what everybody okay. is so upset about. Yes. And allegedly, they, the cancel culture people think that it's because some guy mentioned Pepe Le Pew in some opinion piece. I think it was on New York Times. And like, just like, it was not about Pepe Le Pew. He like mentioned it just in a list of other things. Yeah. And then, then they found out that it's not going to be in Space Jam. And they're like, it's because of that guy. And apparently, it has nothing to no, do No, I'm sure it didn't. They just took it out. Like, they take out scenes all the time. And here's the thing. So I, I decided because, everyone, like, once again, nobody knows what canceling means. Like, you don't have, if you're a cartoon skunk, you actually don't have a constitutional right to appear in Space Jam. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so I Googled, in, I went to YouTube and I looked up Pepe Le Pew. I searched it because I heard people talking about this. And mm-hmm. I would say there's about 10 million videos of Pepe Le Pew on YouTube that you can watch. But there's 11 million <laughs> videos of angry men screaming into YouTube cameras or cameras and posting it on YouTube saying that Pepe Le Pew is canceled. So there's actually more videos now about canceling Pepe mm-hmm. Le Pew than there are Pepe Le Pew videos. But there's plenty if you want to show your child Pepe Le Pew. That's beautiful. And honestly, as soon as I read that, I'm like, children. I mean, every child needs to know about Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, obviously. I said that. I'm like, children, gather around. I know you're YouTubing other like more contemporary cartoon characters, but I need you to see this cartoon character, this beautiful skunk. This yes. is so important. This is a French skunk. <laughs> this is a French stereotype skunk who's kissing ladies who don't want to kiss him. You need to see this, children, because if you don't, you're not an American. That's what no. I say. 
No, you are not. But anyway, so, you know, once again, this false equivalence, it's such a fucking joke. You're embarrassing yourself. I feel like this would also, uh, this is what I want to say. I feel like saying that Pepe Lupita is canceled because he's not going to be in the upcoming new Space Jam movie is like saying that they canceled um, Samantha from Sex and the City because isn't she the one that's not in the new one? Yeah, yeah exactly. She's canceled. I guess Samantha's, Samantha's canceled, canceled now, too. Where where, where does it end? Never ends with these liberals. What next? George Washington? Please don't. No, but like... They never for a second thought like, well, maybe it's because they tested like scenes and shit with audiences and nobody gave a fuck. Maybe nobody gave a fuck about Pepe Le Pew. Maybe the audiences mm-hmm. didn't like it or the people they tested scenes on and they didn't like right. it. Like even though this one guy said that Pepe Le Pew like perpetuated um, rape culture, I think is what the person said that everyone was like, oh, my God, where does it end? You know, yeah. like that has nothing to do with why he's not in space. No, I mean, if people don't like that character, why would they put it in their fucking movie? Like, I just don't understand. And you didn't give a fuck right. about Pepe Le Pew until you read this. That's all you care about. You didn't think no, about him. Did I didn't not. think about it at all. Also, just going back uh-uh. to WAP, WAP, WAP. I don't know why people have such a problem with the fact that we've talked about WAP before, but like, oh, we sure have. She's allowed to want to like have a gigantic orgasm banging dudes and having them by herself. Like, there's nothing wrong. That's that actually, is actually in the Constitution, that is, I believe. It is in the Constitution. Every woman is entitled to that. And what is wrong with you and your sexual life that you are so upset by this? Right. I mean, I get you don't want your child to listen to wet ass pussy. Guess no, what? But there's a lot of things your child shouldn't listen exactly. to. Exactly. My kids have never heard it. And even if they did, they would literally have no idea what it's about. And they would not even probably ask me. And they would be like, can we watch something we like or listen to something we like? Because it's something that is at all interesting to us. Um, right, exactly. I feel like I saw other similar takes as this that mentioned different things other than for some reason, baby, it's cold outside and Pepe Le Pew. And it was like, oh, you can do this, but we can't do this. And like, I feel like often oh it's God, like, never the same. Okay, well, this is a song written by women about women uh, embracing their sexuality. Like, it's not the same right. as like, oh, but but you want Cuomo to resign, but but there's WAP. And it's like, <laughs> well, those are very different things, you dumbass. You know, like, yes, I, you, I no we, don't, we don't like, um, you know, people in power sexually harassing women, but yes, it is okay no, for women don't. to talk about their own vaginas. <laughs> like, yeah, that's actually fine. These are actually very different. It's also like, yeah. oh, so you want to cancel things that are bad, but not cancel <laughs> things that are good and people like? You know, like, <laughs> I feel like that's what it all boils down no, to. No, it's truly, like, there's no talking to these people because their brains are not operating correctly, so, like, there's no point. But I just, I'm always astounded by the thing that they try and compare. Like, you've, I just can't, I can't even say anything. I have nothing else to I say. I can't even. I just. <sighs> Anyways. <sighs> you ready to move on? Let's move on. We've got a long, we've had a long day. R.I.P. Pepe Le Pew. R.I.P. Pepe. We'll miss you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We love I Frank Skunk. I barely even want to fucking marry and kill anything. I don't either, but you we're know gonna. We're just going to do it. We're just going to do it. We have to. We're going to do it. It's our job. Mm-hmm. So we will fucking marry and kill, and we're both honestly very tired. This has been a long emotional podcast. Mm-hmm. So anyway, fuck, marry, kill. I actually do like these fuck, marry, kills, but I'm just so tired. You're going to get we, low energy just for this. Yeah, I think we're going to keep it short and sweet on this one. It's going to be awesome. We're going to, because, you know, there's not a lot to say, but it's still good. So... I decided I wanted to fuck Mary Kill overused business phrases. I'm talking like, you know, you're in the office and like the stupid little sayings people say when they're having a Zoom meeting and nobody cares and like somebody has to act like they know what they're talking about or like make a point. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, there were so many options. We really had a hard time nailing it down. But Jeannie did at the end of the day 
ask her boyfriend, and he's probably, you know, he has oh, a career. Me and Jeannie don't. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Actually, I didn't ask him. I you asked him, um, Ava. Ava is actually a character on the podcast. So, <laughs> so Ava, apparently, little did I know, I guess Jeannie keeps things from me, too. I'm so sorry. Um, I should have run that by you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, to use it, to make a false equivalence, me not telling Jeannie that I went to the loony bin is like when she lied about who decided on our fuck Mary. I'll be honest. I really think that you're closer to Ava than Matt, so I thought that it would make more sense. You know what? You're, you're not wrong. Okay. Yeah. So Ava okay. decided that our three overused business phrases would be circle back, put a pin in it, <laughs> and let's dialogue. We have been teasing these phrases throughout the podcast. We have. We've been using them throughout the podcast. That's what they like to call an Easter egg, ladies and gentlemen. And guess what? It's almost Easter. So yeah. Talk about timely shit. Well, Easter egg is something like you have to find, you know? No, 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 no. Easter eggs. Wait, I mean, yeah, I guess that's true, but okay, like... Don't tell me about Easter eggs. <laughs> Easter eggs can also be like clues. Hey, you know what? We can argue about Easter eggs for the Easter episode, listen, but I feel like... <laughs> listen. Okay. okay, fuck you. Fuck you. Okay, fuck you. Thank okay. you. You're welcome. Okay. Circle back. You're welcome. <laughs> Circle back, put a pin in it, and let's dialogue. Yeah. So starting out, uh-huh. I'm going to marry... I'm marrying put a pin in it because... Congrats. I think I say that a lot. Yeah. And I mean it. Like, I'm saying yeah. it unironically, and I hate that because actually, like so many things in my life, I started saying put a pin in it ironically, and then I said it so often ironically that it actually just became a thing I say. Mm-hmm. So I frequently say that. Also, I want to marry it because when I think of the phrase and I, like, let it roll around in my empty skull, put a pin in it, mm-hmm. I think of one thing that I love, and that is pin the tail on the donkey. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> <laughs> I've never talked about it. I've never wow. come out to say that I love pin the tail. Yeah, this is telling news to me and your husband. Okay. This is actually breaking news. But I love that game because it makes me laugh and it gives me the funniest memories as a child. I never got sick of seeing people miss the donkey with their pins. Uh-huh. So I love that. That's one of the reasons I'm marrying it because I love the thought of pins. I also love the thought of if you were somebody who traveled, putting pins in the cities you visit. Now, I hate traveling, so I'd have like four <laughs> pins. But you need like a, a really blown up map that. I would have a like very Ohio. boring map. <laughs> yeah. My pin map would be like just Columbus, Ohio, and like the different restaurants I went to. But. But suffice it to say, I love put a pin in it. Now, Mm -hmm. so I'm marrying it. I'm going to fuck circle back because I do fuck with circle back. You probably heard me say let's circle back three times on this episode alone. At least. I'm Mm -hmm. at the point in circle back where I'm still saying it ironically as a joke. And I'm not, it hasn't like actually become a part of my life yet, but I'm assuming eventually it will. Uh But I do like that. And I do kind of get that. I'm going to fuck with it because... It's actually not a bad phrase to me, honestly, because I often don't know. I think the only other way to say that is like, let's revisit this. And honestly, Mm -hmm. that sounds very clinical and very important. I don't like it. Um, Circle back is fun. It's it's punchy, as Jeannie likes to say in the business. (laughs) In the business. (laughs) In Jeannie's business career. Um, Okay, so kill. I'm going to kill the phrase let's dialogue because I don't understand that. Mm -hmm. I don't understand that. Dialogue to me is a noun. Yeah. It's like... Saying, like, let's microphone to me. I I can't. It makes me uncomfortable. And it sounds really weird. And I also don't love the word dialogue in general. And you'll never hear me say that, ironically or otherwise. Mm -hmm. I will not say let's dialogue. Because honestly. That's interesting. What? It's just interesting that you don't Oh, thanks. 
That's all. Sorry. I don't love it. I don't love the word. I was being an active listener. I'm so sorry. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm not used to that. So. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wow. Throw me for a loop. Okay. So. (laughs) That hurts. That hurts. Okay. You're you're actually listening. That's weird. So, um, let's dialogue. (laughs) Hate it. Will kill. Um, I'm just going to turn over to Jeannie because honestly, I'm hungry. Okay. I'm going to be real quick. Um, I'm going to marry this dialogue. I'm going to cut. Right wow. to the chase. I'm in a mirrorless dialogue. Do I think that's a very stupid phrase? Yes, I do. Of course I do. I Good. hate, hate, hate when people try to fancy up normal words where it's like, yeah. let's talk about it. No. Boring. You know, we need a dialogue. Too pedestrian. However, <laughs> what I do like about it, I do like, I like the spelling of the word dialogue because it's so confusing. It has True. at least two extra letters in it. Um, at least and at most, actually. I think that's would be fair to say. And I like that it makes a sound, though, like we might be putting on a little play, you know? Like, <laughs> we're not we're not doing business. We're, we're acting, you know? Like, we're I performing. regrettably did theater as a youngster and mm, was not good at it. I think my, my most famous role was playing the sister of Anne Frank in The Diary of Anne Frank, which, <laughs> a shout out to my friend Caitlin, she laughed hysterically for so long at the notion of me playing... Anne Frank's sister because she was like, isn't everyone so confused because you look exactly like Anne Frank? You do. I was going to say, you look like Anne Frank. Like, that was clearly I mean, like, I don't at this moment, but with, like, my normal natural hair, I surely did. Yeah, you did. I know that for <laughs> Because sure. she was not the only person to ever tell me I looked like Anne Frank. In seventh grade, in whatever class we were reading excerpts of that, of her, you know, the diary book, someone in class, like, opened the textbook, there was a picture of Anne Frank, and said, it's Jeannie. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. Anyways, so that's all to say I still want to marry dialogue um, okay. for the theatrics of it. I respect, I respect it. I'm going to fuck put a pin in it. And honestly, I would have married it if not for two things. One, you married it. Mm. Two, it's got double P's in it. And we were just starting this podcast talking about how Jessica pops those P's on these microphones. Pop my P's. And it's pop, pop, pop. it's been an ongoing problem, and I just want to bring it out mm. in the open and say, if you've been noticing it, uh, listeners, readers, I I see you, I hear you, I feel you. <laughs> We're trying to We're fix working it. on it, okay? We're trying to fix it. We're not perfect. Perfect, all right? <laughs> but I'll fuck that. I'll fuck that double P. Okay, good for you. And I'm going to kill Circle Back, because as much as we do say it, and it does make me laugh, I really hate it. And part of it is probably just that... I hate every time it's like, this isn't over. I mean, that's actually put a pin in it as well. But I think that Circle Back is probably the one that I heard the most when I actually had a career job at a place. And it was constantly, constantly we were circling back. I was Mm. dizzy from all the circling back. (laughs) Circled so many times. (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. You know, I'm already sick of it. Anyway... I'm moving us along because my pot, my AirPods just told me they're dying. Oh, my God. I know. That's how long we've been talking. Okay. So I am ready to rate you and review you, you oh my and God. give you a performance review. Oh, uh, like my prefer. I thought you were going to rate yeah, yeah. me like my hotness, but okay, fine. No, no. You're super hot. You're a thousand points for hotness. Thank you. So I'm going to start. I'm going to give you a thousand points for having to deal with the dead opossum because that's a nightmare and you're brave. You're brave to put on your hazmat suit and your 900 masks. Um... <laughs> 
I think I'm so proud of you uh-huh. that I want to give you a thousand points. Cause I think if I found a dead possum, I would just move and I would leave it there and I would never come back. <laughs> First true. of all, I would cry for like three days cause I'd feel bad for it. And then I would oh, move. It was sad. I know it's sad. You know, let's not talk about it. It's depressing. Okay. So a thousand points for you for dealing with that. Um, I'm going to give you five points for telling me about a new fun movie. Cause I, I want to laugh about the college admissions scandal for the rest of my life. Yes. And every time I get a new, way to do it it's the feel-good movie of the century i would it say is. i'm mm-hmm. feeling good just hearing about it so i have a thousand and five points right now you actually no, this is bad for you you're gonna lose Shit. five points for even oh. telling me about that fucking family that on daylight savings time because there is nothing stupider in this lifetime i deserve that i deserve it's that. so bad that i had to hear that and like i'm sorry listeners the richards is the richards is absolutely I hate, hate them i hate, hate them. having to I hear it too so you're down to a thousand points wow now I'm going to take away another 500 points because even though it's not your fault, it's not your fault that you can't answer questions about autistic children as well as yeah, I can. No. I still feel like I just needed more from you and I didn't get it. So 500 points. But then now I'm going to leave you. I'm actually not going to take away anything. What? Uh, or give you anything. I'm not taking away oh. or giving you points for that bond Cosmo? booster. I think, okay. yeah, you did not disappoint me. It was fine. We both did great. Internet dumb, kind of the same. I think we both contributed. I think you contributed great. You're at 500 points. Now, unfortunately, you're going to lose 490 points. What? Um, For the fuck, Mary kill, because you made me feel bad about my peas and how I say my peas into the microphone. Oh, my God. And my feelings are hurt. And so you're going to lose 490 points. But you still finish with an even 10. Hey. So there you go. What? Can I just say something? Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, you know what? You know what? Let me say something back. What? It's okay. <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to say something mean. Okay. I would you. never. I would Few. never. I'm not you. All right. I'm not you. <laughs> um, okay. Wow. Okay. You know what? That was all fair. I'm down to one. I'm down to one headphone. You kind of threw me off because I didn't expect to get so many points for the dead possum. <laughs> well, then stop doing such a good job. So now I feel like I have to give you, I don't know, 5,000 points for... <laughs> For blessing this podcast by plugging it to um, the emergency service workers that oh, you met. Thank you. And simultaneously making me the hero of a story. So yeah, I appreciated I that. So you have 5,000 mm-hmm. points. Um, wow. I'm going to take away 3,000 points for your new workout schedule because <gasps> I still think you're working out too much. And Fine. That's probably fair. Um, I think it's really, it's hurting me. It's hurting the podcast. Uh, so you're down to 2,000. <laughs> Okay. Okay. You're right. You're right. I'm gonna take away another thousand for you buying that bagel ice cream because, like, what? What do you fucking? What do you expect? I know. You're right. I'm embarrassed. I'm gonna give you ten points for questionable advice because, like, like we discussed, you you really carried that. Thank you. So you're at a thousand and ten. I'm gonna take away five hundred points because I think you mispronounced Zobmondo, everyone's favorite questions game. <laughs> yeah, uh. I deserve that. How embarrassing! <laughs> Everyone knows the mourner. <laughs> um, so you're at five hundred ten. Wow, I really hate taking points away from you. You know what? I deserve it. It doesn't feel good to me. I just want you to know that. Okay. I feel like you're mad at me, but okay. <laughs> never, never in life. I'm going to take away 400 points for the internet dumb. And I just want you to know I'm not mad at you. It was a great internet mm-hmm. dumb, but mm-hmm. I 
Unfortunately, as a mandated social media reporter, I have to say that you being on Facebook is not okay. You got kicked off Facebook for a reason. <laughs> God damn it. I know. And you know what? I'm, I always share everything with the wrong people. I have Mark Zuckerberg on the line right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I think you're at 110. Is that correct? Yes. I'm so sorry, but I have to take away 100 points. And that's because... I really did want to marry, put a pin in it. And oh, I took that from you. You didn't tell me I couldn't, but I know. But I you didn't. didn't want to copy. And you know, I wanted to give you that because of your fragile mental state. True. But, I needed it. Um, I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, you ended up with a perfect 10, which is wow. remarkable. And honestly, I want to give you one extra point for being so brave. Oh, thank and, you. Bravery um, point. Wow. Breaking Bravery your silence bonus. on the, going to the Lunar Man. <laughs> Incredible for me. What a great day for me. It is a great day for you. Wow. What a a podcast. We've been talking. I know for listeners, you won't know this because Jeannie will edit it, but we've been talking for at least three hours and I'm hot in my closet. I'm hungry in my closet. I'm ready to leave my closet. That doesn't mean we haven't had a great time with you. We have. Oh my God. But I'm just ready to go. However, I do want to take one moment. I want to shout out to one of our listeners. Yeah. Which one? Bianca. Bianca. Bianca is the daughter of a different listener and she is a young cool person oh my god okay so she's a young person so that means she's very cool much cooler than us and the fact that she listens to us and likes us yeah wow that's weird i feel like that gives us a lot of clout. i just it's okay if she doesn't like me that's fine that's <laughs> i'm used to that from teenagers <laughs> no she loves you she she absolutely loves you anyway um thanks for listening bianca and that's all i had to say i just love to give our listeners every once in a while give a little listener shout out and that's it Bianca's that. today thanks bianca thanks bianca um and, you know, that's not to take away from the rest of our incredible... No, we love you all, too, no, regardless of your age. Even even you olds. We love you all the same. Yeah. So thanks for listening. If you have a question, um, try and make it about dead possums next time so Jeannie <laughs> doesn't feel left out. Um, write that right to us at raisedrongpod at gmail.com, Instagram at raisedrongpod, and Twitter at raisedrongpod. Damn. We love you. We love you emotionally. Uh-huh. We love you sexually. Uh-huh. We love you in ways you've never been loved before. Yeah. Not to overwhelm you, but it's just the truth. So come back to us. Oh, my God. Come back. Listen again. Tell your friends. Rate and review. That was really compelling. Thank you. I know. I know. I, for one, will be coming back. Thank you. I also do plan to come back. Oh, wow. So thanks for listening. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you. We'll talk at you later. We'll talk at you later. <gasps> Bye.